Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. So, so guys, I have some bad news. What's that? I've had uh-huh. to flip my panel book over and start using the opposite pages now, because oh. I'm, what? I'm in I'm in I'm in bad news town. Like I need a new one. The well hath run dry. It hath nearly <laughs> hath runneth dry. You're you're normally not a right on the reverse page kind of guy. No, I, I like I'm I. This is how I've always been. I like to just use the one page and I'm good. But now I'm now mm. I've had to because there's there's nothing I can do. Like I I need my panel book and uh, I haven't got any more space in it. When I was away, so I've been away for a bit. Um, I was in America for a month last month. I didn't take a panel book with me. I just took some field notes and I was mm-hmm. mostly upset whilst taking notes for my shows. I, your mm-hmm. notebook is very good, guys. It's very good. Yeah. Congratulations Thank on you. making a very good notebook. <laughs> so what is the status? Um, well, this, uh, this week, supposedly, we're going to be... They do kind of like a test run of 500 to make sure like they're doing everything right and then they'll do then they'll do the full run and this week they're supposed to be doing that run that first run of 500 all the paper is in and i believe the die is in and the box like the custom boxes we made are, are shipping i think today 500 seems like a lot well, if we're running, we're making fifteen thousand. So, like, if if we were only making five hundred, well, they wouldn't okay. even do a test run. So, sorry, Mister Fancy Boy, uh, we're making well, fifteen thousand. So, like, this is just nothing to us. Well, it's not. Uh, I mean, it's their. It's their. That's their thing. I mean, that's not. That that's like their decision. So, I, I mean, it makes sense. It's like a you know, because the thing is, you wanna you wanna do a big enough trial run so that you're actually in the groove of like the production i would imagine and you know so that seems like a reasonable uh chunk to do i mean you know if 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 everything's good with those they'll just like keep going you know what happens if they're all messed up like it's is that just something like a cost that the company eats yeah 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 because they you know they quoted you know they know exactly what their their job is and yeah. so that yeah that's what they quoted to do so we're only paying for you know if they do their job um right and you know it's not i don't even think uh they're i don't think it's like oh they'll mess up something that we have specified it's just they want to make sure their process is ironed out mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah, so it that's, makes sense. that's kind of it makes yeah. perfect sense like i I get why you do it but like 500 is just more than i would have expected of something because it's just like 500 assembled notebooks or is it like 500 just sheets like what are they actually doing? oh assembled like i think they've already printed everything right i'm positive they have so it's really just you know but they're printed on for instance like the dot grid sheets they're printed on like a large sheet that has like six pages on it and so I'm sure their process is like cutting those pages up uh, and then, you know, assembling them and then cutting the holes in the binding and then, you know, making the covers. It's just it's just kind of the like putting it together, making sure they're not cutting it in a weird place. And they realize they've cut all their sheets wrong, you know, and they have to reprint them or whatever. So that's that's that kind of thing. And, and people that follow Studio Neat on uh, Instagram would be aware of the fact that you have taken a visit 
to the printer, so you know how this stuff is working because you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you did a lovely, a lovely Instagram story. Lovely, it was. Our first, our first Instagram story it was exciting. I felt, uh, I felt like a modern uh, millennial. It was nice. You are a modern millennial. Then <laughs> there's one thing I know about you is the fact that you are a modern millennial. <laughs> That's what my Twitter bio says, I think. It should do. If it doesn't, you've got to update it now before the show goes out. So what was, why, why did you do that, and, and what was that like? Are you talking about the Instagram story or visiting no, no. the... No. I, I care more about the visit to the, uh, to, to the, to the factory to, rather than your opinions of how it felt to do an Instagram story. Yeah. Well, so Instagram is a social network that's really important right now, okay? And so what? The reason why... We're looking at ways to leverage and extend our brand here at Studio News. So we decided to take a course. And on this course, they told us we must use Instagram. Uh, yes, but uh, visiting the printer, basically, they uh, we were there. We didn't have to visit, but that would have resulted in basically them just shipping us a bunch of stuff. And it was right. much more efficient to just be there in person. But basically, they're kind of running things through the actual machines that they will use um, for printing for the first time. So they've made all the plates and everything that uh, go into the printers. And so they ran, you know, the grid, the dot grid through the printer and the, the front insert. Uh, And we were just basically there to look at it and critique, you know, does this look right? Uh, Is the, you know, is the ink density correct and the color, is that all correct? And some of it was slightly off. Like we actually, you know, we were like, Oh, this isn't quite how we spec it. And so it was, it was great that we were there. And then we basically, when we arrive at a test proof that is correct, then we sign it. And then that basically means make it exactly like this. And if it differs, then we have, you know, a point of contention to say, hey, this is what we signed off on. And it's not that. How did, th- how was your feedback responded to? Like when you got the thing, you're like, no, nah, this is wrong. Like L- lots of long sighs, just things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> No, so what we went on was called a, pre- a press check, and they're extraordinarily common. Um, and really, like if we wouldn't have gone there and done the press check, we would have missed out basically on being able to make adjustments. So what happens is these big, long press machines, they're like, you know, the size of a school bus often, and they have ink in them. And um, the thing that's crazy, though, is that the ink is like just kind of in a tub and it gets put on this roller and they can adjust um, going down, like just pretend like the roller's divided into kind of like 16 sections or so. And they can kind of adjust how the ink, how dense the ink is placed on each one of those sections kind of. And so they'll run a sheet of paper and, you know, they put it on this special table that has like really even lighting and really consistent lighting. And you look at it, and they can kind of adjust some dials and do some tweaks and, uh, you know, adjust the density across the seat. So they try to get even, and then we come in and be like, okay, does this color feel right? Um, And, you know, do we need to make it a little bit less dense, a little more dense? And on every situation, on every sheet we looked at, we did make some adjustments. Um, And that's because the... It's a really... Printing is like a very organic process, even though it seems you know, it's like, oh, machines do it, but it's, it's really tricky. So A, there's like that ink density thing, which is literally a feel like 
it's like these like craftsmen who run these uh, presses, they, you know, it's a very feel based thing. It's not like typing in numbers. Um, so they have that. But then the way that the ink soaks into each individual kind of paper is different. So, you know, they make a guess about, okay, I'll do this density, this pressure uh, with this ink. And then we come in and, and we can look and be like, oh, you know, we just want it to feel a little bit lighter or a little bit darker. And then they can like, you know, make some tweaks real quick while we're standing there, run some more sheets. Um, and then the other thing that's tricky is the ink gets lighter typically as it dries over even like 24 hours um, like as it dries into the paper. So it's also kind of a game of just kind of guessing, okay, this might get a little bit lighter, blah, blah, blah. So it's all very like it's persnickety little details, but it's kind of like the last time you can really make those changes before they literally push run. Because as soon as we left and signed off on the sheets, they just said, okay, go. And they're just like printing thousands and thousands of sheets. Wow. So. So that's why the press check, they set up the machine to run, and then you come and check it, and as soon as you've signed off, they run. So it's not like, you know, it is something that they could mail maybe, but not really. It, it would it would cost a lot of money because they have to set up the machines again and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of like the, the last thing. Um, and it's funny, it reminded me, even though it's like printing and paper, uh, it reminded me of the injection molding process where the same kind of thing happens where... There's this injection molding machine and the part that heats up the plastic that to make from like pellets of plastic into like or like molten or I guess liquid plastic. There's this like, you know, multi-stage heating tube and the way that they adjust the cycling and the temperatures on the heaters through that tube changes the way the plastic comes out. It changes the look of it, the flow rate, all this stuff. And so... And the times where we have like went on site to check injection molding plastic stuff, it's like it's like exactly the same. Where like they run it, we they make some tweaks, usually driven by them. We say if we like it, and then we like will sign a plastic part and then keep that as like the the one to refer to. So all of these processes, it's always striking to me. All these processes, I think everyone thinks they're like so mechanically driven and they're like perfect and they never change, but you always find some craftsman on the other side of it running the machine who knows how to tweak and massage the machine to get it to run consistently and to get it to like perform correctly. So it's, you know, it, there's always this like craftsman on the other side, even though you think it's a machine. When you were giving the feedback to these people, did you feel intimidated at all? Like, did, did, was there any kind of feeling of like, who am I to do this? Not, not at all. I mean, okay, cool. uh, there, I mean, this company is called Odie's who we're working with the Odie company. They're based in Dallas and they've been a real pleasure to work with, but I think it's pretty standard it is, you know, we're their client and they, you know, they want, they want to deliver what we're asking for. So I, I don't think it's surprising when it's not nailed on the first attempt, because like Tom was saying, there's, there's an art to this and, and dials need to be tweaked. So I'm sure they appreciate our feedback so we can both get to where we want to be. And there's always a process with us and suppliers where they start to realize we're real, real picky. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, we're, we're more picky, I think, than, than some are than most in some ways. And so like printing, probably not so much, but for other things, yeah. And so, you know, 
there's always this break-in period where they, they realize, oh, these guys care about literally everything. And so they'll they'll start to ask different questions or they'll start to send us things to double check, things that they probably wouldn't with other clients. And so at this point, they know we're like really persnickety. And so they, you know, they want to, they know we want to see everything and want to decide on everything. So it, it, yeah, it was, it was nice. Everything was very cordial. That's good. That is really good. Yeah. And I'm pleased that you guys yeah. uh, got to see this because I guess this is like another peek into a different world, right? Like you got to see this new little thing. Yeah, we've been, we've done it before a couple times and it's all kind of the same, but it's always good to go to like a manufacturer and see what machines they have and their capabilities because you, you know, it gives you ideas of things to do. And also it's, I mean, whenever you can meet a supplier and like, shake their hand and like really meet them face to face it really changes the relationship going forward so um it's always good when we can you know get closer suppliers or visit them uh it makes a huge difference so you feeling pretty good about everything panel book related i think so yeah tom what's the uh do we do you think we have a sense of uh kind of timeline in terms of when we would start shipping (sighs) i don't think anyone really knows um you know exactly what the production like rate will be so i i suspect we might start shipping in next week maybe but in terms of really pumping out a lot of orders it might be you know a couple weeks um it just really depends i mean the nice thing is is as soon as they finish some they can ship them because they're like you know they are shipping them to backers so that's really cool and so we'll be sending out the backer kit like kickstarter survey thing pretty soon this week likely um and it's pretty easy for us to then turn that and like get labels for them basically to ship so yeah very soon Sh- should be shipping soon i think for uh international folks it will be a little bit longer because we, we have to ship sorry but we had to ship them in bulk <laughs> well send your special mike yeah. yeah no don't do don't if you're gonna do that don't tell people right i don't want uh, i don't cut, want people to know out. Cut it out, cut it out. out. Someone put that on the editing room floor. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I think this is a great product. But this this isn't it. This isn't all we want to talk about today, though. I want to talk to you about the Apple event that happened this week. Yes, at last. There was an Apple event? There was an Apple event. They they announced Uh... a few phones. And there were a couple of product announcements that I'm interested to get your take on specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first thing that I want to talk about is... um, wireless slash induction charging yeah so this Mm. is this is something that's now capable for all of the new iphones coming out this year right that they apple have adopted this standard called chi which is spelled qi which i would love to understand uh why we're doing that um i I think it's a a chinese word but it's it's very Mm -hmm. confusing this is very confusing to see that but anywho (laughs) Uh, Qi is the, the the standard that Apple is using. So there there are a bunch of products out there already that work. Right, there's like Belkin stuff. Like you can get these charging pads, um, and eventually, like sometime next year, Apple is going to release their own product called Air Power. I think it's called. Uh, don't mm-hmm. like that name. Not at all. Doesn't <laughs> make just not at all. Really says anything. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, I saw a good tweet where someone was saying, "Who is the idiot that named it Air Power and not Apple Juice?" <laughs> <laughs> but 
Air Power I do not like as a name. Um, but it is a pad, a single charging pad that will be able to charge the iPhone, the Apple Watch, and an uh, revised, slightly upcoming um, induction chargeability version of the AirPods. So there's going to be a new case for the AirPods that has this induction yep. charging built in. The reason I'm bringing all of this up is that you guys make a product, which I think has been pretty successful for you. You can tell me otherwise. The two docks that you make that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my my material dock. I have two. I have the one for just the phone in my office, and I have the one for the phone and the watch on my bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love those products a lot because they're, they're, without a shadow of a doubt, honestly, the best docks that I have ever used. They work perfectly. <laughs> Um, for what I need them to do. So I want to know um, if you think and how you think that wireless charging could affect this product and if you've had any kind of thoughts as to if there's anything that you could do around this. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if we know. I mean, it will. It certainly will um, uh, affect it. It'll probably, you know, uh, I think Dan said yesterday it may not be long for this world, but we'll see. Um, you never know. We'll see how what like what sales do with Material Dock. It might be one of those things where it's already kind of a niche product, and someone just wants a dock, and they want the materials, and they want the look of it, and it may not really change things. I don't know. Um, in terms of what we do, um, we it's kind of been on our radar for some months about well, okay, if they if they use the the standardized you know wireless charging thing then you know maybe we can kind of find someone like you know kind of build our own thing possibly um but it feels like something that could could really be a a pain and like a lot of risk for us so i don't know we'll see i mean and there might be something where we kind of play with a thing that apple makes so i don't know we're kind of thinking about it I, i think i've never really used like a wireless charging thing so i don't know if i you know if I would like it or not, I suspect it's pretty good. Um, the only downside is, you know, your phone's not propped up, so you can't, like, see things, like, on your desk or something. So, I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Have you thought about it any more than that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of a strange situation because there are still definite advantages to the dock style dock. The main, the main ones being uh, what you just said is... The phone, and I guess more importantly, the watch is propped up in nightstand mode, which is not the case on the power mat thing or the air power, whatever it's called. Uh, power mat, the yoga mat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's more, it's kind of more useful in that regard. And then the second thing, I think, I don't know if this is true, but I believe just kind of as a general rule, plugging your phone in directly will charge faster than wireless charging. If you use a very specific set of things. Like with the USB-C cable and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you have to use the USB-C cable um, and the USB-C adapter, obviously. Um, and it has to be one of the the big USB-C adapters because it needs to have the speed. And then also the fast charging is fast, but it's not really that great. It, you get to 50% in 30 minutes. Which is which is great, but that's nowhere near like what the USB C uh, fast charge can do on Android phones. It's like it's not even close. Yeah. yeah. So I, like I said, I think the Material Dock will probably you know stick around for a little while and then eventually 
be phased out as that is kind of the direction things go. I mean, I'm excited for wireless charging. I think that, I mean, the vision that Apple kind of laid out in the keynote where they're kind of just like pads everywhere where you can just kind of absentmindedly be setting your phone down and it's kind of silently charging. Like that is a solution to the battery problem where, you know, instead of making batteries bigger or last longer, another way to attack that problem is just make them easier to charge. Uh, and so I see things going that way. Um, you know, I was thinking like what, so what will I do? Like, am I interested in getting this air power thing? Um, and the thing I, I thought the first thing that came to mind is I'll probably get a disc wireless charger just for the iPhone and convert my material dock to charge the watch and, uh, AirPods. I already forgot what they're called. Is that right? AirPods? Uh, (laughs) And charge the AirPods instead of the iPhone. So basically, it's still a dual dock, but it's charging the AirPods and the watch. That's a good idea. Because I do, because I think like the the watch being propped up in nightstand mode is super important to me. That's like, that's my clock. And it's so easy to get that thing to turn on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to lose that. So for the time being, I don't want to change how my watch is charging. Um, but we'll see, you know, where things go beyond that. Tom, what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm, uh, I, you know, yeah, you know, for me, when I think about like on my desk, it's important that my phone is actually plugged into my computer, uh, for development. So, I, you know, I don't see on my desk using the wireless charger thing, probably. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what to think yet. I mean, it'll probably be a situation where I'll just get used to tossing my phone and I won't want to have it stand up. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think this idea that there's going to be a, um, a kind of glut of different wireless charging solutions i i find the idea of making a wireless charging pad much less interesting as a design problem than a dock um because a dock has Hmm. so many more kind of design considerations like how does it hold the phone up isn't there a way for you to to do exactly what you did but with that right like there is already an induction charger in the material dock and you found the way to to build it in, right? Like it's the Apple Watch one. Do you not mm-hmm. think that there is like a world in which you might want to build a product where you kind of just put your phone into it and it charges? Because personally, see, I, that, I don't want my phone to just be like randomly laying on the table. I want it supported in some way. Like I personally yeah. would love... You want a place for it. Exactly. Like a little nice little wooden place and I stick it in there and it charges. Like... That's what I would like. I don't want just these random pads everywhere and I got to mm-hmm, like put my mm-hmm. phone on it. Like I want it to be mm-hmm. in a thing still, but just I just mm. put it in there and don't have to think about it. Like Yeah, there's no plug. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean I could see, you know, like a cradle or something or and Dan, I disagree. I mean, I think that there are lots of like the only thing, the only problems in a dock really are like about styling and just like ease of putting it in and out. And I think that both of those, I think there'll be room to solve both of those problems or like improve both of those problems. Um, so I don't know. I think, 
I think there's definitely, if we thought about it more, I mean, we haven't thought about this at all. And so that's why mm-hmm. we're like coming mm-hmm. up empty. But I, I yeah. feel like there's all, there'll be little things. Like, I mean, I was actually pleased to see that Apple is making this power mat thing and that it's just white. Because to me, I don't want some just white, uh, boring pads sitting around my house. It's yeah. just, you it's know what like... this looks like? This looks like that really weird Apple Watch charger that they make. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks better than that, <laughs> but still, it's like pillowy. It's like a thin pillow, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think it's the same material as that Apple it Watch. It looks thing. very oh, really? similar. It's not plastic? It looks very similar to Oof. the magnetic charging yeah. dock to me. And it's, and it's weird. The way, unless, I, unless I'm misremembering, it seems like the way they pitched it is like a travel companion. Uh, did you guys pick up on that? They definitely said that. Yeah, it's, they were like, you're going somewhere and you have to take all these cables and it's annoying. Like, wouldn't it be nice if you had this single pad? So it was kind, it was weirdly kind of positioned as like a travel thing. Because, I mean, I agree with that. That would be great for when I travel, but it's not really what I'm looking for at home. I yeah. just had a good idea. I'm not going to share it, but I just had a good idea for <laughs> maybe a product. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think there's opportunities. I think there's totally opportunities. I have some questions about, you know, the the key or chi key chi. I think it's chi chi. Yeah, the chi standard and like you know what you can put in front of it and whatever. But I don't know. I think there's some opportunities. Would you? Would you? If you were to like, I mean, look again. We don't know anything. You don't know anything right now. I appreciate that. But do you think that if you would would do this, you would try and build a product that included the electronics, or would you? pick something that you would work with well i imagine we could buy off the shelf uh chi like too. certified thing mm-hmm. and, you, and so we could just embed that and so that makes it easy um so that's what i was really happy to see that they like named Me the too. standard and they're like yep. because then there's no question it's not like they have some weird apple proprietary thing it's like no like because there are a bunch of everywhere. products that you can buy right now like including all of the ikea stuff that works, yeah, that which works. I was yeah. really excited about mm-hmm. because I've mm-hmm. wanted some of that IKEA stuff, but it was like, well, what's yeah. the, what's because the, they they made cases that you could put on your phone, right? That yeah. that would charge mm-hmm. with it, and I was kind of like, mm, no, I don't want, I'm not going to do that. But now, like, I'm I'm more keen to buy these products. Like, they make lamps and stuff like that that just have these bases on them that have got the key charging in them. So, yeah. or the key charging, uh, yeah, I think that's key. awesome. Yeah, so I, we'll see. We'll see. You know, talk to us in a couple of months. Maybe we'll uh, we'll have something more. But um, I can see it. You know, I I think I it to me it fits perfectly where you know we don't have to do a we don't have to do a lot of engineering. We can just kind of do our like normal design thing and like find little cracks to fill and um, make something. I, I we'll see. We'll see what happens when you watch these events. Do you get nervous? There were so many leaks, yeah. so I was just like, well, <laughs> I kind of knew. Uh, uh, a little bit. I mean, we're not... It used to be that we were watching them so closely because of the glyph, and we were, like, you know, trying to predict the body of the phone and all this stuff, but now we don't really have products that, like, you know, exactly, exactly rely on some Apple decision. I mean, that's kind of not true, but one thing which was great is the... Uh, we expected the Apple TV remote to change uh, so that our like remote stand wouldn't work anymore, but it didn't. And so that's cool. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not that cool. I would no. rather the remote change and be a Sherlock than, <laughs> well, than yeah, keep you our product for, yes. alive. I mean, what are you yeah, talking about? It did change. They put a ring around the menu button. Is that oh, not yeah. what you were yeah, looking it for? It's going to make a huge difference. It's going to make a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a, like a womp womp situation. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute about how incredibly ugly the white back iPhone 8 and 8 Plus are? I think it is the one of the ugliest objects I have seen in years. Okay. In terms of, from but, like a major manufacturer. Why? But you don't think that about the the 10? No. It's well, just any it doesn't matter. The white back with the black. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. The 10. It's the 10 uh, is uh. the one that drives me crazy with the white back. Um because it's like so like I understand mm. why they have to put that black pill on the back. But the contrast and the way that you, the glass is like transparent, you can see through it and you can see the depth of that black pill. I, it is incredibly ugly and unfinished looking to me. It, it looks Interesting. horrific. I don't me. agree with you. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I don't agree either. I think I prefer the black one. I think I prefer the black one. But I don't think that I agree that it's, that it's really ugly. I don't know. I, I mean, I may have to see it in person, but it, it just like, to me, it looks... Um, there's just so many more. It's like more seamful. <laughs> so it's like the opposite of seamless. It just looks yeah. like, uh, yeah, it just looks mismatched and like like clanky and just like, uh, yeah, just I don't know, really rough. I don't know. I think it looks really bad. Like really, really, really. Every time I see a picture or a video, I'm like, oh god, I can't believe because you know there was all the rumors and stuff, and I was like, oh, there's no way it's gonna look that bad. Like the production unit will look better. They'll like fix some of that, but it was like, oh gosh, no, like that is it. So. I don't know about that, but obviously I, I'm a minority, but yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like, ugh. I think you're just the, you might just be the minority in this group. I don't know about the world at large, but I, I, I like it. I have less of a, of a bad feeling about this than the current white ones. Like, I, I don't have a bad feeling about those, but it was kind of just like, for me, like the white is fine. I think it looks, it looks nice, but there had to, the, the front of it had to be black. Like it just had to be. Otherwise, it would have looked yeah. ridiculous. But to me, that's what that's like literally the, I had the same argument for the back. The fact that that like pill where the cameras are is black mm. looks it looks like like what it would look like if the bezel on the front was white. It, it just looks so weird. But you, but you didn't have a problem with the black and the silver. No, because it's so much cleaner mm. and smaller mm. and well integrated into the housing. You know, it's a I have it's like. The fact that there's like a three materials there, there's like the black glass thing with little details inside it, and there's like the stainless steel or whatever it is surrounding that, and then the glass, and you can see through the glass to the white back. It's just very um, busy and messy to me and like chunky looking. So let, let's, let's take this out of it for a moment, though. What do you think of the iPhone X, the design? I think... Oh, dear. There's lots of size. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's... It's good. I think it's going to feel awesome in your hand. It's going to feel like immediately every other phone will look old. Like it's one of those changes where, oh, okay, here's the future. Obviously, everything else after this will look bad or weird if it has big bezels on the top and bottom. That is clear. To me, the big problem is, and I'm sure Apple knows this and hates it too, but that the chin on the top and what that's going to do. Yeah, the notch. Sorry. Yeah, I guess kind of a chin. The, the The top chin. The top chin. The top chin is called a forehead. 
That's yeah, that is. <laughs> I have these two side chins as well that are underneath my eyes. <laughs> um, the forehead, it just messes up so many things gra- <laughs> graphically on the UI. And, like, you know, people have been pointing this out, like, all the time, like, full screen video oh there's the notch there or you know there's all these weird things like yeah but like i feel like those a lot of these arguments are silly because you could already do full screen video you can do it on your current phone and stuff's cut off right it's like yeah but it's not distracting chunk it's not a human yeah, but size who watches iphone videos in full screen anyway no one does that like i just feel like i'm a lot of these situations are being set up to make it okay, look bad. Okay, for instance, here's another example. Okay. So if you're in low landscape mode and there's a All web right. page. Yep. Uh, yeah. The web page this has white bad. bars on either side. <laughs> here's my next question. Who does that who looks at get, takes their iphone puts their iphone in landscape and looks at web pages i do it all the time when some a, people when a, when a website's not responsive and uh-huh. i need to get more of the page uh-huh. that like i turn in landscape to get more of the so page. you're doing it functionally right for a function but but there there's a easy there's a way they could have made it a million times better and just make those pillar boxes black instead of white no yeah. but like the, the white there's just so many weird the white is yeah. so such a weird decision it's like they're they I get kind of a weird vibe. It's like they don't want to be the Motorola flat tire watch thing. So they're like, F it. Like we're embracing this. Like we're going to shove this in your face to to like show that we're not ashamed of it and not hiding it. So like my my feeling about this, like, I mean, sorry for anybody that just listens to Connected because I just said the exact same thing. But if I'm getting a screen, I want to use the screen. It would have really frustrated me to have an area of the screen that was just black. Yeah, but the in the landscape Safari example, you're not using the screen. Oh, okay. I a, see what you're saying. In, in that it's situation, just an example yeah, of what you, color, could, you can get rid of yeah. it. But I will say, like yeah. I've I've seen some of the threads on this, and I've seen people replying. If you there are like tags you can set in the HTML or whatever, you can color the web page, and it colors in fine. Because there are examples of other web pages oh, yeah. where it's not white. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally, yeah, it's totally. And, and uh, Apple could actually even easily hack that to mm-hmm. where if it's not set, set it with the background color. Like, you know, and then they pr- probably do things like that. But it's just, um, to me, it speaks like with their, their, hit, their human interface guidelines that they released. They explicitly say, do not fill in the top like notch area with black to make it disappear. They say like, don't do ever do that. Yeah. And so to me... That is just saying, like, you will, this will be, like, you cannot get around this. Like, it's ridiculous. I think it's, like, it's such a, it's too strong of a stance. It's, like, too, um, it's, like, to me, fairly obvious that it's, like, some designers making some philosophical decision that's a little too impractical. And so they're, like, no, we want this to be honest, dang it. And so you will see this notch because it's here. And I think it's just ridiculous. It's going to look, that's the thing on this phone that's going to look. So dated and old in three or four years. Yeah, because they're going to be able to get rid of it. Like, the ideal is for it to be all screen, right? That is clearly the ideal, but they can't do it. So my, my feeling mm-hmm. is if this is what you've got, I figure they sh- you should work with it. Because as a consumer, I want to use that. I just want it to be used. If this is a screen I'm buying, I want it all used. I just use it for more practicality. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, all or nothing. And that seems to be the stance they've taken. Yeah. 
And but the but Mike, that argument falls down a little bit because the we're not arguing for that screen to be turned off. We're just arguing for it to be basically black instead of white underneath it. You're not losing any data. It's still a status bar up there. Like the information presented is exactly the same. It's just like a visual treatment. You can have apps go full screen on it though, like and have yeah. color and stuff up there, which I like. I I, I like yeah. the the kind of. I like the immersiveness of that personally. I think sometimes it's awesome, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's that. So that was my that was my prediction that ended up being wrong. Uh, is that when we knew about the notch and stuff? Was that it wasn't going to be an all or nothing thing? It was like in some situations, like the home screen or the lock screen, you will see the notch, and then in other situations, it will be kind of hidden. And that ended up not being correct. They're just going all in. On and the they're notch. not only that; they're saying no, do not like. For instance, in highball. We have probably a real graphical problem because if we can't like fill that in with like solid color, it's it's real weird. Uh, so the- no, I think I think in highball we're just gonna do it black. Like they they're not they they're not gonna reject the app. If you- Except that that's in their their head. I mean, it's in their they're 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 saying that. So I don't know. We'll see. I doubt they will, but you know, it's just that's what I mean. It's just a stance. I don't think the Hig. It falls into um, App Store rejection rules, though. Like, I don't... Unless they are going to bring this one in, like, they might bring it in for a bit. My feeling on that, by the way, is that I expect they are being so strong on it because if they weren't, no one would even try. And I think they want people to try. If they were like, do what you want, everyone would fill that status bar in with black. Everyone's going to do that. And and I think that that would be a mistake because there would be apps that would benefit from it that would look really great. I think it is the right thing to do initially to say, no, try it. Because yeah. when faced with the tough decision or the tough design decision, people might come up with really good looking things. But, you know, you guys may play around with it and find something because you have to and it might be great mm-hmm. or it might mm-hmm. suck. But everybody, like, but if if you thought that like you could just get away with coloring in black, you'd just do that, and then that would be it. But but I feel like that that's a mistake. I I think it is the right thing to push people to try and find fun or cool or inventive things to do with that additional space, as opposed to just shutting it down. Because I think most yeah, people would sure. just be like, "Eff it, I'm not doing that. I hate it. Design." Do either of you know if you can go if you can go no status bar and then put UI up there, custom UI up there? Have you? I'm assuming games can do that. That is strictly against the HIG. Uh, you can you can have uh, you can you can lose the status bar and just have stuff flowing up there, but they don't want you to stick like buttons. A up button, there. yeah, yeah. yeah this, but there will be a full screen mode, right? That games and video apps yeah. and stuff like that can use. So you yeah. can take advantage of the entire thing if you want to. But see, like for yeah. instance, in a game, I think like if you can stick controls in there or like weird buttons, like a settings button or some weird button in there, I bet it's you great. Can do that. It's kind of out of the way. It's I bet you can do in. that with a, if it's yeah. if it's in the full screen mode. I reckon you could probably get away with that. I reckon I'd like that, and that'd be kind of cool, right? Because you because people are like, yeah. oh, you're gonna have this window cut out of the game. It's like, well, no, not if the game is designed properly, right? Like, it doesn't have to be a cutout, right? Like. If people are just knowing that it's there and they're designing for it, just don't put things behind it, right? Like it's, you know, I I, I find a lot of this, you know, I mean, this is what we do, right? Like, I mean, I make a living on the t- talking about stuff like this before I know anything about it. But th- there seems to be a lot of, especially from people who are 
design minded. There seems to be a lot of real upset about this, and and I, and I think that I think uh, I don't know. My 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 feeling on it, my aesthetic choices would tell me that like I'm very excited about all of this, and a lot of the things that are deemed to be horrific can either be fixed, worked around, or are not problems. But like people are just yeah. trying to find problems, yeah. as is normal, right? With any Apple product, right? Like there are always yeah. people trying to find what's wrong with it. I was just gonna say. uh I, where I I think where I kind of landed on this after this discussion and kind of what my overall impressions were before is I think in portrait it's it's fine and I think you're right Mike in that in a lot of situations it does look better to have stuff uh, bleed up through the top through those little teeth or fangs or whatever we're calling them uh, <laughs> but I think in landscape it's really bad to have that thing on the side so yeah. I hope with a future software update they kind of have their cake and eat it too where it's full bleed and portrait because you are actually getting you know more screen height whereas in landscape the wider you go the kind of more awkward it is when yeah. you're looking at a table view or whatever so I see no reason to to not pillar box uh, uh, landscape, but keep the notch in uh in portrait. I think that would be yeah. a nice compromise. I I think they might do something like make some changes in in the landscape mode in the future because I do agree that there are certain places like where it it really can't be used very well, right? Like you you can't really do anything with it because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can't really push things off to the left in the same way you can push things up to the top. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm interested to see, and it can be asymmetrical too. You know, I, I saw a video someone posted where there's like the scroll bar is just just like kind of goes behind the notch and then disappears, uh, like when you're scrolling a web page. Like there's some funky stuff that's going on. <laughs> yeah. One thing that's really cool, which I mean, thinking about it, just the the OLED like perfect black with the bezel edge. From a design perspective, we could do all kinds of stuff. For instance, like on Highball, it would just we could make the app look like a bunch of cards just like floating on your screen, literally only cards. And so I think playing around with, you know, non-rectangular boundaries for apps, uh, especially on the sides, if you're like in portrait mode, there's a lot of really cool opportunities there, like a lot for games, for all kinds of things. And it would make, if you lose that frame, um, you really it it will make it seem like there are objects on a piece of glass rather than a screen. And so, like for instance, like a game like Threes or something where stuff doesn't move off the screen as much, it never breaks that frame. You, you know, if you bring the background to black, you can you know you can make it do, feel feel very very different. So I think there's lots of really cool opportunities with the OLED. Um, but yeah, that the notch is problematic. I'm I'm assuming you two are both going to get the 10. Mm, I think so. Yeah, I'll get it, I guess. (laughs) Dan always gets it. What do you think of the name? Bad. (laughs) I'm going to call it iPhone X and I don't care. It's very bad. I don't care who knows. You can pry the X out of my cold, dead hands. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but what are they going to do in two years or three years? Like, I don't understand. They must be planning a name change. iPhone 9 and iPhone 11, duh. (laughs) They're always going to be two apart. Dan, that is my genuine theory. Really? For next year. Next year. So here we go. Again, uh, this is just a time of year where people hear me say things twice if they listen to multiple shows. (laughs) I think next year will be the 9 and the 11, and then the year after that, there'll be the 12, and it'll be two models. No. 
No, they won't do that. I don't They're think. Do I don't think that next year they will be able to make this phone in two sizes. They won't. They're not going to do any of that. They're not going to have two sizes. They're going to have one size. You think they're going to sell one phone option next year, Tom? You'd be crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But for this Pro, for the like for the Pro version, which they should have called it. But but here's the thing. There's no way they're going to next year go to 11. They're not going to have two tracks of like linear numbers going up that will converge. And then is it X <laughs> and is the 9 a numeral and the 11 is X like XI? <laughs> like they still There's keep... no way. I think they're going to I think what what it means is next year they're either going to merge it and it will be like iPhone iPhone Pro like to get it out of the number. I don't think they're going to go to like 11 or I think it means they're just they're they're okay they're not going to crash. The two won't ever crash because or converge because they're going to change it. I think this is like a weird step that they're doing. And then I think they need to figure out a way to basically drop the numbers entirely. Yeah. And just not have numbers anymore. When I'm saying the numbers, I, I don't I mean more like what the product is rather than what the name is. So like let I, I, let's say they call it iPhone Lite and iPhone Pro or whatever. Like my <laughs> point is more I don't think that the phone with the notch in it. I don't think there's going to be one of those and then a bigger one of those next year. I think mm-hmm. that we're going to have one more year with iPhone six looking phone and then iPhone ten looking phone, and then the year after that, I reckon we'll get two sizes of the notch one. Will they sell? Will they sell the iPhone ten next year for the same price as the iPhone nine? Well, now that's interesting. I bet not. But then mm, I think they may be more willing to just get rid of it and update it in place. I mean, that's 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 another way to. to get your pricing stratification is how they normally do is like to get basically to get the notch into the cheaper phones is mm. just sell the previous year's model. But I do see a world in which they don't want to make that phone cheaper for a while, right? Like they want to keep it premium, like is it is expensive? Yeah. Because as well, like how much cheaper would you make it? Well, it starts at eight nine nine, right? Like it's still too far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you they just give it a bump. Uh, like 10s or something and it'll be like xs and then you know they'll upgrade to 8s and then 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 they'll converge i I know you were just saying those things to just as a reference but i think they really need to get out of the like tiktok s non-s thing i think they've tried to do that now right yeah and i think i i think they're out of it now like they 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 can do whatever they want now and i think they should not return to the s thing because I think that was way too restrictive of setting people's expectations of like every two years, there's going to be a new body. I think they should have the freedom to have a body uh, industrial design last one year. I think they should have it last three years, four years if they want to like being tied to uh, every two years, I think was kind of arbitrary and they kind of, set uh customer expectations by establishing that pattern so i think it's good that they've you know abandoned that pattern it seems iphones man iPhones. <laughs> who understands them? we should we should just do an apple tech show this is great we should we should <laughs> the world needs more of those that's right the world needs so much more yeah, every time dan and i are driving to like dallas or on like a road trip we just argue about 
minutia of like Apple UI predictions. It's like literally what we do. We like argue about it. <laughs> I got in a heated argument about live photos. Again, I've made a living <laughs> on doing that. It's it's really nice. One thing I will say is obviously we need to, uh, you know, to have them in hand to actually see. I was very concerned about the, you know, what was going to happen with the home button and the removal of the home button. Mm. And what I've seen, I'm pretty convinced of. Like, I think they did a good job. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it will be good. And so my my fantasy is one of my favorite interactions on an iPhone is in uh, in Tweetbot dismissing a photo or a video where it uses their physics engine and you just like flick it away and it's really satisfying to dismiss it and it's really easy. And if closing apps feels like that and in like a really easy and satisfying way, then I think it's going to be great. So I'm hoping that that is what it feels like. Dan's greatest fantasy, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's a simple man. Uh, Before we go... um... We are kind of at the tail end now of Relay FM's membership. So this is every year uh, we produce bonus content for Relay FM members. You can become a Relay FM member by going to relay.fm/membership. You can choose to support any show. Uh, we'd love it if you supported this show, but you can choose any show and you get all the same perks, which is bonus shows and extra content and a newsletter and beautiful members-only wallpapers. We're going to be doing a bonus episode of this show in which mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about an unreleased but upcoming Studio Neat project. So we're going to oh, make yeah. Dan feel very uncomfortable for a little while <laughs> whilst we discuss a product that these two wonderful guys are working on. So if you become a Relay FM member at relay.fm slash membership, um, you're going to get access to that very soon. So go and check that out and become a member and uh, you'll get to find out some secrets, some secret goodies. Thoroughly considered as a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode and also sign up to become a member by going to relay.fm/tc/30.